0: Chapter 34, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Today we bring you a review of Angie Thomas's 2017 award-winning debut novel, The Hate You Give. It's a book about racial discrimination in the U.S. against African Americans. We start off this episode with a non-spoiler review of the novel, where we tell you what to expect if you decide to read it, and talk about the movie adaptation starring Amanda Stenberg. For those of you who have read it, we'll be moving on to a deeper analysis talking about how rich, with rounded characters, developed themes, as well as, with hidden symbols, this novel really is. Follow along for a very interesting review on our podcast. Turn the page. Welcome to a new chapter of Between the Pages, we are your hosts, I'm Nesma, and this is Hanin. We usually start off our chapters with a non-spoiler review of the book, where we just tell you what the book is about, what to expect, Mm,
1: what we felt reading it,
0: yeah, and then we move on into a spoiler review, so we basically just go into the plot, uh, review the characters, codes (laughs)
1: codes <laughs> yes like, all
0: of the goody goodies <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and today we have uh, the
1: hate you give by angie thomas yes which was uh her first book and she got like 13 book awards i think <laughs> and uh, and the book was adapted into a movie directed by george tillman jr um i don't think i saw any movies for him before but yeah the movie was great (laughs) well i
0: personally i haven't watched the movie i didn't have time to yeah (laughs) i
1: barely even read the book
0: (laughs) (laughs) took you so long (laughs) yeah it did but anyway now we're here and finally (laughs) we have finally yeah we have a lot to say about this book Mm -hmm. it is very very um I don't think controversial is the right word. It's very um up to date mm-hmm. with very intense problems that have been going on for centuries and this is more of a modern perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So we
1: have It's um, very in context like yeah, regarding yeah. what happened last year and the year before and like every year there is some big incident with,
0: yeah. with
1: stuff like this. So um before we go into uh,
0: reviewing the novel in a non-spoiler way let's summarize the plot mm-hmm. a little so people know what we are talking about okay. so the novel has a main character she's a girl um her name is star and uh, s-t-a-double-r yeah. <laughs> which is a so very don't unique know what way next star is for. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um and then so she has an incident in her life is that a spoiler no no
1: no it's okay this like is at the back okay the this book, is on the on the yeah. cover okay like her 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 childhood best friend gets killed in front of her she's a witness to that and i guess that leads us to the main conflict of the book whether to stand up for him and like get justice or just stay quiet and like yeah. move on and like believe that these things happen and that is actually a very
0: interesting that we will be talking about mm-hmm. in the spoiler section. But so far I think that this story is very very I maybe a little intense in sort of uh like the events wise because it's so real, like mm-hmm. I've seen very. things like that happen in real life. Like it's not just fiction. Um it's it's based it, it's like inspired by true event (laughs) (laughs) wow wow (laughs) anyway so like we have incidents like that happening in uh in real life and on social media and i think this book is sort of a way to raise awareness uh, around you and um to to learn when to speak up and when not to speak up
1: it's it's a story of like a girl finding her voice and getting out of like her bubble, basically, mm-hmm. um, and facing the consequences of that as well. And it's also a story about family. Like yes, there is that very much theme so of family. Like family, as in her parents, her siblings, her neighbors. They are all very present. Each and every one of them has their own character and personality in a way not found in like many books nowadays like or before I guess I don't know like I feel like I've read a lot of books but none of the parents had this much personality present in the story and impact as well like in 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 the
0: like white culture Mm. we have more um not we we're not part of that Mm. culture um, <laughs> we're a <laughs> completely different culture. Yeah. We're the
1: Middle Eastern culture. I think not even the Middle Eastern. <laughs> no, like, we don't go there as well. Um, where are we on the map of minorities? <laughs> I think we're in between. You know. So let's <laughs> just specify. We're neither white nor black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like we're 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 Egyptian. <laughs> we're North Africans. Let's say sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay anyway let's just okay, get you know back what, to the point. you know what putting labels on groups of people is so frustrating it's what got us here in the first place yeah basically <laughs> exactly in a nutshell
0: <laughs> but what i wanted to say was um that in the in the in the normal community apart from the black black community we have like children rebelling against their parents and then like once they turn 18 like i'm moving out and i'm doing my own thing but uh in in the black community like we can identify with it a little bit more because Mm -hmm. they are very family oriented yeah just like our culture um and
1: community oriented as well yes
0: yes very good community oriented and I loved that. You mm-hmm. know the unity of it. Like no one's alone. Mm-hmm. They they the 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 way that Star could process the the incident so well is because of her parents. Yes, she has trauma like any course, person would have yeah. trauma in a we moment like that, that in yes. their life. Yeah. But I I really liked the support system that she had around her. And
1: and that was very emphasized by by how she you would know that early on in the book by how she has like different personality even in the first chapter yeah that, that like she has different way ways of behaving in like the white community versus the black community and that put emphasis on like the theme of family and community in the book and yeah yeah like i mean there is not very much to spoil in this book because like while reading it you know it's going in a certain direction um like i don't feel i didn't feel surprised i didn't feel sir
0: no 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 i did feel some sort of what's gonna happen in terms of what is gonna be star's decision in this matter you know, mm-hmm. I was I was imagining what kind of story will this be? Will this be a story where she stands up for herself and her friend or and her friend? Or is this a story? Because, again, an, an author can make a certain decision in a way. I'm not going to say which one is the, the ending in, in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to give you both options of things that could happen if, when you like feelings that might be evoked when you start reading the book so i personally i had two endings in mind the first ending was that um star would be oppressed by the community around her
1: Mm.
0: and it sort of would be a bad ending like a negative ending Mm. and that also in itself is a statement like angie thomas would be showing look what you've done to her Mm -hmm. look how bad it has gotten that she is in this situation the other ending that we have is that she stands up for herself and which is sort of like the fictional part of it because and she finds justice at the end you know so you have two options in front of you both of them make the same statement so i was wondering where what the journey
1: would be like yeah what the journey would be like
0: and where we would end up at Mm
1: -hmm. i think it's that like the journey of a person struggling with a normalized event like in which simply should not be and her grappling with that and trying to find her place or the right thing to do Mm -hmm. about it and that was like we said intense (laughs) yeah and scary i can't imagine myself in in her place at all and it's
0: very tough it's really tough like i i can't even imagine something like that happening in real life to someone you know this is very hard to grasp and i think it's not supposed to be easy to be easily grasped mm-hmm. you know it's it's supposed to be experienced to fully understand because again who can identify with this book the most the black community yes because they experience
1: things that like every this. day and the book makes it so real which which left me <clears throat> like by the end of the book feeling frustrated by the absurdity like of <laughs> the present backwardness of human beings like after all these centuries you still do this to each other we still do this to each other we still think like that we still hate we still don't understand each other when are we going to learn that we are different groups of that people that we are all we humans are, yes that we are humans of different groups of people so we can evolve basically like i yeah. guess there is this verse in quran that we have uh, it says uh i'm gonna say that in arabic i don't know it in english which roughly translates to (laughs) (laughs) and we are made into different peoples for a reason like to know each other and to learn from each other and to evolve together and Mm -hmm. you know since i was very young like um
0: I've never even realized that racism was a problem. Mm-hmm. Like till very later on, did I realize that there is racism in Egypt, in our community. There is. I've never noticed it before, just because it never crosses my mind. Like I not because I'm naive, just because I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, When I've like I've had a conversation with my friend, with our friend Salma, and I was debating with her that the Egyptian egyptian culture or egyptian people are generally not that racist but apparently they are i've never no- noticed it because i've had black friends growing up
1: mm-hmm. and i've
0: never had a problem with them before me too
1: yes like
0: i i would not this thought would even cross my mind i mean children are they don't see it they don't see the difference mm-hmm. and then growing up um when when you don't see it yourself, you don't think it's present, but it is present. Like, maybe my friend my, from, like, fourth or fifth grade, maybe she experienced something that I wasn't aware of, you know? Definitely. So, I would, like, I couldn't, wouldn't be able to grasp this idea of, like, why would they do that, mm-hmm.
1: you know? Exactly. Why? Like, if it's, is it a matter of, of religion like in different religions racism is not like sort of taught that we shouldn't be racist especially by that by that verse I, I quoted and or is it a matter of history is it a matter of culture like or just people don't like different people <laughs> like i mean okay so supposedly in islam we we shouldn't be racist okay but like I remember my my Saudi relative like she she lived here in Egypt for a while during like college and so she got the Egyptian dialect yeah and she was talking to her friend there when she just got back in Saudi Arabia waiting in the line to pay for something in the in a store and she spoken Egyptian mm-hmm. and like another yeah, Saudi person was it. like yeah I was like go at the back of the of the line like I'm I should be first as in as in i'm better than you yeah <laughs> and funny thing they are both
0: saudi arabians you know <laughs> and just because she spoke with an egyptian dialect they yeah. think she's egyptian so yes.
1: and they oh, wow. and, and they have a lot of people from different ethnicities and apparently yeah no i hear as well I've, I've seen which is frustrating. it's mind-blowing but again <laughs> i think
0: the the black community suffers the most in America because of the whole background with slavery and the origin of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, where did it come from? Why do are are they um, looked down upon? Um, but again, I don't think this is a present thought that people have these days. Like, oh, you were slaves back then, so I'm going to treat you badly. I don't think this is how it works. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't think it goes this way. But now it's with stereotypes. Yes. And, like media, the media image uh-huh. of them. And
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which brings us to, um, we're just going to drop a, f- a few facts on you. Um, the, the the stereotypes that we mm-hmm. have um, some of you may are not aware of that like in literature we have when we study african-american literature or african-american identity we have certain stereotypes that we work with and then identified throughout the text and we found some of them or i've noted down some of them that are um, pretty present in the hate you give So, for example, we have African-Americans being categorized in the lower class and not being able to provide for themselves. That's why we have like places like The Hood and Mm. um, uh, what was it called again? Green... Uh,
1: Garden Heights.
0: Garden Heights. Sorry. Garden Heights. Mm -hmm. That's where they were living, right? Yes. And then we have African-Americans are unintelligent, lazy, violent, and criminals affecting educational outcomes, employment opportunities, and dismantling of African-American families and communities. So this is like how people see them, you know, mm-hmm. as um, unintelligent and incapable, basically, and which is not true. These At are only ter- stereotypes. <laughs> they might apply to some cases, but that's...
1: They it's not some the general on both sides yes like <laughs> i mean there are unintelligent lazy <laughs> and like what else did you say <laughs> what was, a lot of things and all of this and the white people like and what about the white white
0: people <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and then there was one study made by in the in the category of stereotypes in education Hmm. where the behaviors of African male students were more harshly perceived than behavior of ethnic groups if evidenced by oh my god what (laughs) um disproportionately in suspension rates and other types of school discipline this is likely due to the due to the stereotypes of African American males are aggressive okay from coming from what? where does this aggression come from? So they made us they made a questionnaire with teachers from white communities. Um, the the existing research suggests that teachers' stereotypes influence their implicit bias. So the teacher has a bias or a stereotype in mind, and this inflicts the hate in the black people. So Mm -hmm. this is where the hate comes from, basically, (laughs) Um, which mirror those biases of the general population. For instance, 136 teachers from six schools were asked to watch a video of students walking. The results showed that the teachers perceived the African American male students walking with a stroll, which is a popular cultural style of walking displayed by many African American males to be more aggressive lower in achievement and more likely to need special education like (laughs) (laughs) on what
1: terms it's really it really is absurd (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: what (laughs) yeah i
0: don't know and this is like um related to some of the things that are present in the book because there is a question that is being asked by one of the characters, not a question, a statement. That is the hate they give us. I'm not going to elaborate too much on that because I, we still want you to read the book and to find out what the title actually means, The Hate You Give, yeah. which is a very interesting thing to find out as uh, along the journey of reading the book. Because when I first read the title, I was like, what does that mean? The Hate You Give.
1: Okay, I guess we can jump to into the spoiler uh where we like talk about themes stereotypes symbols present in the hate you give yeah uh with much more detail where we can actually like <laughs> uh, refer to a certain event and not like spoil things for the listeners mm-hmm. so spoilers are coming (laughs) fair warning but i really i really don't think that like spoilers would affect them while reading the book i don't know well it's a freedom of choice (laughs) they can choose if they want the spoilers
0: or not (laughs) some people don't like it so i think one of the things that I wanted to start with was um, the quote feel free to tell me if you want to start somewhere else okay. uh, when Khalil, when the Khalil's get arrested for selling drugs
1: okay, you were talking really slowly
0: Oh, okay. All right, so the quote that I wanted to start with in the spoiler part was when the Khalils get arrested for selling drugs, they either spend most of their life in prison, another billion dollar industry, or they have a hard time getting a real job and probably start selling drugs again. That's the hate they're giving us, baby. A system designed against us. That's thug life.
1: I found the part where they, where they were talking about this in the book. hmm Aloha, the hate you give little infants, F's everybody. In their <laughs> <life>. <laughs> uh, but it's the part where her father was discussing it with her, not when Koyu was telling her about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like f- from the quote you just read, it means that they are basically in a rut that they can't get out of because the system is designed against them. It puts them back in that rut every time they try to climb out from it. Mm-hmm um maybe even making them like the like their ambition is to just like put food on the table live in a nice place so they're even making them more on, on that level like you yeah, yeah, can't yeah. make them back in their in a higher place you know mm-hmm. you can't not make them because they you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do. I don't know. So, I can't.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not putting it into words. <laughs> I'm actually getting your point. Yes. Yeah. I think I'll help you out. Yes, please. So, <laughs> so I think the the system basically, we're talking about America here and not about any other place. Mm-hmm. So the system against
1: them is.
0: Um, like, I'm hitting
1: a wall. L- like they, they, they are not going to be lawyers or doctors or like very. Uh, rich businessmen you know mm-hmm. not easily and they can't think they need to fight for it like yes they
0: need, really need to
1: fight for it exactly and they're making it harder like if they are fallen in that what where they sell drugs or like have a vile or like have violent acts so they it's can't achieve get these out. things because they maybe have uh, a record of an incident Mm -hmm. you know so they're always in that loop that you can they get can't get out of it and okay like during that discussion maverick said something um that was like very enlightening other than all the things that he just said but here it says um um, the and pause, but let's read this part heylin men awl Khalil said it's about what society feeds us as youth and how it comes back and bites them later. I think it's about more I think it's about more than youth, though I think it's about us, period us who black people minorities pe- poor people, everybody at the bottom in society, the oppressed says Daddy, yeah. We're the ones who get the short end of the stick, but we're the ones they fear us the most. They fear the most. That's why the government targeted the Black Panthers, right? Because they were scared of the Panthers? Uh Uh-huh, Daddy says. The Panthers educated and empowered the people. The tactic of empowering the oppressed goes even further back than the Panthers, though. Name one. Okay, the Slave Rebellion in 1831. Nat Turner empowered and educated other slaves and it led to one of the biggest slave revolts in history. So basically if they are like if they have time and the resources to just focus on education they can they be can just do like, the rest of the Americans, you know. Yeah. Uh okay, so what's the hate they're giving the little infants in today's society? Racism. Okay, you gotta uh, get a little more detail than that. Think about Khalil and his whole situation before he died. He was a drug dealer, it hurts to say that, and possibly a gang member. Why was he a drug dealer? Why are so many people in our neighborhood drug dealers? I remember what Khalil said. He got tired of choosing between lights and food. Mm. They need money, I say, and they don't have a lot of other ways to get it. Right, lack of opportunities. Daddy says, corporate america don't bring jobs to our community and they damn sure ain't quick to hire us then chit even if you then even if you do have a high school diploma so many of the schools in our neighborhood don't prepare us well enough that's why when your mama talked about sending you and your brothers to williamson i agreed our schools don't get their resources to equip you like williamson does it's easier to find some Crack, then it's to find a good school around here now <laughs> think truth. about this how did the drugs even get in our neighborhood this is a multi-billion dollar industry we're talking about baby that shit is flown into our communities but i don't know anybody with a private jet do you yes that's the part that's what i was looking for I mean, okay, they're selling drugs. They're gang members. They need the money and they get a lot of of it. But they are not rich. They're still not rich. And then they go into prison and get out with even less opportunities than they were before. Because they have a track record. Yes. Uh, So, like, that what got my attention. I mean, do you see anyone with a private (laughs) (laughs) debt? Well, yes like
0: when i researched a little bit more about the african-american males in Mm -hmm. america i was surprised to see the numbers i I was mind blown so for example the justice policy institute found that 52 percent of african-american males who did not graduate high school had a prison record by the time they were
1: 30. um that was bethel 2012. okay so let's get to translate this into real life they did not graduate high school so they did not go to the to college. They didn't have a, a real job that yeah. pays like, their livelihoods. So they turned into in, to crime. Yeah. And then they went to prison. And exactly. then they're never getting out of their life because yeah. like, who would hire someone who was in prison? Yeah. Okay. And? And then we have a second
0: point, which is African-Americans are incarcerated five times more than Caucasians and are 2.5 times more likely to... Uh, population African American men account for 34% of drug arrests and 40% of the total prison population
1: Wow 40% <laughs> of the prison population so and they are aren't even a big percentage in the uh population of america in general so they're 12 percent in general of the u.s population and 40 percent of those 12 percent are in prison i mean come on and it is estimated (laughs) that one in every three
0: african-american men born today will be imprisoned sometime during their lifetime uh this is terrible and who is the reason for that
1: there's the society, the society, or the government, or the the justice system, yes. basically the law, the law, and the culture, and everything. Everything is designed against them. There, I mean, and they are There them. is no
0: accountability. <laughs> yani, when, for example, if a cop shows up and arrests uh, a black male, there is no actual um, procedure that goes through where they find this person guilty or not you know Hmm. maybe it's a bit maybe they run a few procedures just to loosely loosely not really there's no one no one is having their back basically Mm -hmm. no one is standing up for them except for the blacks themselves so a black will stand up for another black guy
1: and that is not enough it's not enough. You know this there is this point that was stressed on more in the movie I think than in the book mm-hmm. in a conversation between Star and her uncle Carol, Carlos, yeah. She was like, "Would you have to pull the trigger?" Like he was explaining the mindset right. of an of of a of cop, a cop at of that a procedure, moment. yeah. And she told him, what if he was like, why didn't he tell him, show me your hands or raise your hand or, yeah, why or did he shoot that weapon or like, yes, instead of shooting directly? He told her, I'm like, he might have shot him as well. And then she told him, what if it was a white guy? Would you have asked him first what he what was in his hand? I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm quoting what I remember. I don't like, yeah, yeah, not it's okay, it's word. okay. But like you get the meaning. even he an African American cop would will suspect his own kind. Yes, more than a Caucasian suspecting male. suspecting a white person. And that's because the part where you said about the teachers in Exactly. Like even like even African Americans like they doubt themselves. They are raised to doubt their their instincts. Their own community or, like their yeah. own community. Because they know that some of them are drug dealers and,
0: and uh, have guns on them. Yes. Just because, okay, the ideas of, again, why do they have guns on them? Because <laughs> they feel like they need to protect themselves. Yes. From what? From <laughs> and again, we're back to the same point. But what I wanted to address is that um, know, in no way do I want to justify uh, what the cop did. But yeah, I no want way. to see what happened from his perspective. So um, there was li- <laughs> literally before you came to record this episode, I was watching a uh, a TED talk about a mother uh, talking about a uh, um, a homicidal homicidal suic- <laughs> suicidal murder, um, a mass shooting in a school. So her son was a mass shooter. Uh, in a school and she is the mother of that Mm -hmm. of that 17 year old boy he was 17 so he was suffering from depression and and he had suicidal thoughts and he killed 13 students and injured other 20 students as well and teachers along that as well so again what goes through the head of a person like that you know Again, like apart from that, but I want to go back to the the cop who did something in that uh, scenario. There must have been a reason, and this is again related to the stereotypes of mm-hmm. the black Rooted community. Rooted in him, he he might have been too afraid to the point where logic completely left his mind, where he was forgetting about procedure, the steps he has to take before mm. he shoots the gun.
1: Yes,
0: because there's protocol. Okay he has to even write a report when he shoots the gun a cop this is what a cop has to do they have to write a report of why he shot the gun okay again why would he write a report where he would look like he's guilty you know yeah in his place
1: shots like did his mind leave him like an instinct too cold based on the rooted beliefs or stereotypes he was raised with to like fire three consecutive shots Shots. wow like he could have just maybe injured him. shot shot one at his arm leg or anything where he can defend himself like not wow yeah (laughs) and i think the
0: moment i think what differentiates him from an actual cop and a ruthless person is the fact that he did kill him i think in in I don't know what their actual procedures are, but I'm aware that a cop should have, uh, first of all, reasons to shoot the gun. Valid reason to shoot the gun. (laughs) um, To make sure that, uh, that the person who he is shooting at is actually a threat. Yes. Okay. And I think in that moment, he wasn't aware of the fact that he's shooting at a real person so yeah this just brings us back to the stereotypes of the black community and that this is the rooted problem of we need to fix the way people view the black community but this is also um not just the the job of the white community but also of the black community i know that they have disadvantages and they don't have as many opportunities Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and um they they speak differently than us they dress differently than us they they have a certain type of i don't want to say language in terms of words but i want to say language like not not a language where they speak but a language in in uh, connected by art and fashion and food and uh, you know what i mean like Mm-mm-mm. things yes. that that the white community will never understand
1: mhm or some of them do like chris
0: yeah some of them do like he he can understand it but he can't be part of it you know what i mean like it's this is something that only the black community gets to have okay yes. and just because we look for look at it from the outside doesn't mean that they are worse than us or that we are better than them you know because again the the african american americans make up only 12 percent of the u.s population so again the whites think that they are the majority so they should be They're... like they should be more like us mm-hmm mm,
1: yes you know yeah okay that's a perspective yeah. so but i mean why can't we just accept difference exactly yeah. <laughs> like otherwise we would all be the same and life would be boring <laughs> like why would we travel to experience europe for example and why would europe or like americans come to egypt to see our, our history our ancient history and what we- some people actually believe that we live in pyramids wow yeah (laughs) okay and others think we still commute on camels so (laughs) i mean uh,
0: we are more educated than that (laughs) we can confirm it we have cars and houses and everything
1: (laughs) and not not like like back to garden heights not also do they they are poor and like turn to crime or like drug dealing because they need to eat but because they need like the like the thug life gives them a sense of like someone Purpose. is having your back someone is asking about you someone is there for you mm-hmm. and that was uh, explained by Devante, the person who came to ask maverick to help him to yeah, like yeah, yeah. leave the king lords he was explaining to star that um and like she was asking him asking him why like why wasn't he with his family Mm-hmm. and like so he was, he was like they couldn't look out for us like king lords do he says me and dalvin looked out for them with king lords we had a whole bunch of folks who had our backs no matter what they bought us clothes and shit and shit our mama couldn't afford and always made sure we ate uh, and stuff our mama couldn't afford <laughs> and always made sure we ate he looks at the counter it was just cool to have somebody take care of us for a change instead of the other way around. And this also explains the pressure put on teenagers, basically, to fend for themselves and take care of the adults in the family because the adults don't have jobs that can pay for yeah. teenagers' <laughs> needs. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a cycle. And, yeah, so... You know, one of the
0: interesting points was um, I know that some some of you might not have heard of it, but when I uh, studied literature in college, I came across one of the plays by Lorraine Hansberry. She wrote A Raisin in the Sun,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there were some similar similarities between the play and this novel but what i want to focus on was a character in the play a raisin in the sun was her name was mama (laughs) just (laughs) mama in the play uh she had the dream to purchase a house with a backyard to fulfill her dream for her family to move up in the world and this is in comparison with the character lisa carter in the hate you give Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother of Star, who also wanted to move out of the neighborhood to give her children a better and safer life, but in the play it was present. There was a present discussion of whether or not they will actually find the peace they are looking for simply by moving into a white, more prestigious neighborhood. And I wanted to talk about this as well. Like, what do you think about this? Do you think that moving up to a more prestigious neighborhood? And we're talking about, like, a very big, big time difference, okay? Mm-hmm. So this was in the... Uh, I didn't write this down, but I'm assuming this was in the 1850s. Okay. No, 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 that's way too back. 1950s.
1: Oh, 1850s, and I'm like, Fine, sorry, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure, I, <laughs> 1850s, okay?
0: <laughs> Where there weren't any cars yet? <laughs> um, The play was in the 1850s um feel free to correct me on that <laughs> if anyone is listening and they know about the play and um and we're talking about the hate you give which takes place in what time 2017 18 yeah. so we have of course a little bit of difference like but again we still have the same problem yes you know look at look at the time difference like mm-hmm. how many years Nearly
1: a 100 yeah mm,
0: yeah 70 almost. years almost yeah <laughs> um so it's 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 apparent or it could be that even if they move up into a more prestigious neighborhood that they will still have problems like what if their neighbors are racist mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like what if they're like picket fence american dream type of family and they have a very uh, traditional
1: mindset yeah or they could have open-minded people. But they, they were leaving the King Lords behind. They were not as in, they're not their problem anymore. But yeah. they are like, th- the bullets flew into their house once or twice during the book. I mean, <laughs> I get why she wants to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. But they will be facing another problem, let's say.
0: Yeah.
1: That's exactly how the play ended as
0: well. Mm-hmm with them moving to the new house really (laughs) then it's over again so they had all these issues with Uh like racist neighbors and i don't know whatever like i don't remember the exact details of the play um and we're not gonna get into that because that's just gonna be a waste of time (laughs) but there were they had both of the both of them had the same ending where they both move into uh, a more prestigious neighborhood so and they were warned not to in the play. They had, like, other black people warning them or telling them, don't go, you won't find what you're looking for there. And you're just chasing an American dream that doesn't exist for black people. And,
1: yeah. <sighs> sigh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, sigh. this brings me, brings me back to the point of, are we still there? Like, why? Yeah, obviously. <laughs>
0: like, for example, we have um, the theme of identity and
1: blackness
0: in The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. We have things oh, like. It
1: is a strong theme, especially yeah. with the parents.
0: So we have and black Star. world. Yeah. Black world of Garden Heights versus white world of Williamson Prep. And we have her as well. Like, if we're talking about identity specifically, we have. A star where she switches her speech, mm-hmm. mannerisms, and behaviors to fit into In Willis yeah. Pratt. Yeah. Wow. But again, I wanted to say something about that. I don't think this is necessarily only applies to black people. Because we all have different identities throughout our lives. We carry mm. different identities for our family, our friends, our colleagues at work, and... Uh, for children for grown-ups for elderly people we all have a True, different it's, mannerism it's a human thing, yes. yeah it's more of a human thing than a black identity thing but it is part of it a
1: little because it's part of identity mm-hmm. okay um, then we it have then emphasizes yeah. how our puts emphasis on how she behaves in her community yeah uh which brings out the ident their identity mm-hmm. like exactly. of s- their slang their like crap thing yeah
0: there was an interesting part when i was researching about the theme which i very liked i wanted us to s- discuss this um, we have star's identity conflict is evident in her father's figures in her father figures so she mm. has two maverick and uncle carlos who have different perspective on authentic blackness yes so the constant argument between maverick and uncle carlos no what highlights... makes them black
1: enough <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah yeah yeah, exactly. like what
0: makes you man enough no but what makes you black <laughs> enough so yeah. the constant arguments between maverick and Uncle Carlos, highlight how difficult it is for Starr to reconcile her two worlds and find a way to honor her whole self. So we have Maverick, who stands for who draws inspiration from the Black Power movement and believes in self-reliant Blackness that uses existing structures
1: mm-hmm. within
0: Black neighborhoods to improve conditions.
1: Yes. And then we We have found found his like the his neighbor shop uh, yes mr lewis and picking up Devante,
0: yes like put like uh, taking him under his wing and yeah to help him him and
1: and the gang system as well
0: yeah in
1: the community and yeah and then uncle carlos with like his job as a police officer and his house in a gated community, which was like emphasized on <laughs> many times in the many book. Many times. <laughs> like, it's, it's a thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and like it represents the assimilation into white culture and um, what? Okay, With that, and that Uncle Carlos believes that he can support black communities by using white organizations like the police force to combat gang violence Um, while on the other hand maverick believes no that he should stay in garden heights and like help black people by like their system their systems as well of like standing up for each other and
0: yeah yeah I think that the reason or that these two male figures in her life are the main reason why she has this conflict of whether or not to talk about Khalil's death and to speak up about it because Mm -hmm. they both have very different point of views. Like even at the very beginning of the novel, we have Maverick and Uncle Carlos having a debate right in front of her about whether she should go to court or not like <laughs>
1: yeah true be
0: a little bit more subtle like the poor <laughs> girl is suffering she just yeah. woke up from a nap <laughs> and her head might not still be like processing a few things and yeah. they're already discussing what and she then should have, do <laughs> and then you have the mom interfering and yes
1: yeah and like and like having them in stark difference like maverick went to prison and was a gang member and uncle carlos is a cop like having them on opposite ends i really like the contrast to emphasis theme that is going on with the book and like with chris and Devante as well uh like having Crispy, like liking, loving the black community, and like behaving like them in a way, and like <laughs> it was actually funny throughout the book. I like, I love that it it was a light thing in the novel, you know, mm-hmm. and like them. Testing him and like, are you black enough? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love that part. That I remember so that part. Yes, where with the, the mac and cheese where he failed the. Or <laughs> is is it a main dish or is a side it a, dish? A side dish or a meal? <laughs> or a meal, and uh, the he part said where meal. The... <laughs> <laughs> I would have said meal too. <laughs> I mean, it's an appetizer. <laughs> I don't know. It's macarona. Yeah. <laughs> anyway and there was this part where uh, they were like what's up with like white people when they are in a difficult situation they split up <laughs> why is it always when they split up people die <laughs> yeah and then uh chris suggesting five minutes later that they should split split up when they like the protests were happening
0: yeah uh, it's yeah it's like
1: sh- shut up chris <laughs> And the confrontation with uh, with Haley and that minority alliance with yeah. Maya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It draws the attention towards that racism is toward minorities mm-hmm. and not like... But I still believe that it's it goes both ways. I mean, how many times did, did Devante call Chris white? And like that his behavior is so white. And like, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's, it goes both ways. Anyway, but, like, the idea of racism, like, Star had this thought here. Uh, she said that that's the problem. We let people say stuff, and they say it so much that it becomes okay to them and normal yeah, for us. Yeah, I remember that. huh. What's the point of having a voice if you're going to be silent in those moments you shouldn't be? Yeah. And... Uh, Yes, and that takes us back to stereotypes. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) But, you know, I think...
0: um, Okay, uh, you reminded me of another moment with Haley. So I remembered that... Something I wasn't aware of, actually. um, That even when you say something racist
1: and you didn't mean it in that way, that it's still racist, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, but that's the point. They say it enough, and it's okay for them and normal for us. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's okay for her... Like, her point of view is that it's okay. Like, people say this stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm not being like, racist. I didn't mean it that say, way, yeah. but I said it anyway. Like, okay. <laughs> then
0: just watch what you say. But again, why... Like you said, when you say a black person tells a white person, that what you're doing is so white.
1: Like Again, that. where to draw the line? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and like with stereotypes and the hate you give, it was uh, the, the, the emphasis they put on Khalil being a drug dealer, mm-hmm. uh, on the news, uh, Haley being racist, because of stereotypes like she said stereotypical things like i remember what she said to maya about eating fish at things eating cats on thanksgiving hmm. or something uh, apparently it's racist to agents and i don't know the yeah, stereotype yeah yeah. It is ra- yeah. Racist. yeah 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 but i got that it
0: was mm-hmm. racist and um you wouldn't even think of saying something like that <laughs> <laughs> you barely open social media to know anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> which makes you the least racist person on earth <laughs> you're like you're not exposed to any slang to even use it <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean there was this point point. 115 defends his murder of khalil 115 has no reason to think khalil's hairbrush is actually a gun other than 115's presumption that Khalil Khalil is violent because he is black. So again, what made him shoot is the feeling of being threatened because of the stereotype of black people being violent. Yeah.
0: But again, I want to ask as well, why did Khalil move even though the cop
1: told him not to? Which brings us back to the talk. I mean, the talk why yeah why do they have to live through that like to to tell their children what to do when a cop stops cop them stops you like i didn't know it was a thing and it was it was i op- an eye opener to me yeah like. so the first time that i came across this talk
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> air quotations um was when i was watching Grey's Anatomy. And there was a moment in the show where Bailey was talking to her son about. Yeah, okay, so like the Grey's Anatomy show basically revolves around cases that they have throughout the day, and these cases reflect on their daily lives. You know, like something happened in her, in her, with her patient, Mm. and that triggered in her something. Of course, I I have been out of the loop a little, so I don't remember the episode that much. So I'm just going to talk about what is important, which is the moment where she felt like it's time to talk about that uh, with her son. Mm-hmm. So what to do when a cop stops you? You are you enunciate <laughs> first of all, <laughs> like you don't talk any gang talk or mm-hmm. or just like how stars talk. Yeah, speaks yeah, yeah. At school, yeah. Just talk. I don't want to say normal because, again, I don't want to be racist. (laughs) Talk normal. (laughs) Nope. What is normal even? Um, Like, basically, talk like white people. Talk like white people, (laughs) When a cop stops you. (laughs) Yeah, talk like white people. So, and then uh, always keep your hands where they can see them so they don't feel threatened. Um, But I tell you, even when they do that, they still can get shot. Even when they do all the things mm-hmm. they're supposed to do, yes. there is still a risk of being shot. That's why um, the talk is sometimes not really effective. Effective, but still, like kids should be aware of it, and which is sad because at such a young such a young age, why should be kids be afraid of something like that? And by the way, I was. We we talked about this before before we recorded a couple of days ago mm-hmm. about how this relates to the Palestinians and oh the, yes the
1: the Jews yeah no <sighs> with the Israel Israel's not the Jews because it's <laughs> basically the government more like yeah yeah it yeah. is the government and of course I'm I have to believe that like like israels are like normal people are racist toward palestine and vice versa of course (laughs) like palestinians like don't like the israels because like they occupied their country (laughs) basically yeah and the others like just Just want them gone, basically. No, the others are... Yes, of course, other than wanting them gone, they are like... I mean, but other normal people, not the government. It is instilled in them that... Like, they are better than the Palestinians. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that builds up the race... Roots the the racism. The racism, Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what's happening right now is an atrocity. And it has been happening for i think yes 70 years like i remember i think all this started after world war Two. yes m- so like that's... in f- the year 48 it's all because of hitler yes the year 48
0: <laughs> to think of it he started all of this <laughs> <laughs>
1: True.
0: even when he's
1: dead he still causes trouble <laughs> and uh, so how many years is that what well let me calculate um 1940 no 2021 minus 1948 that's 73 years wow 73 years
0: and i've been only alive of 23 of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like this has been happening for a very long time and i i think as well like i wanted to refer to something that haley did in the story mm mm-hmm. She unfollowed Star when she started posting um, about uh, like incidents with which the... is exactly the problem. This is what we're what is the solution to stereotypes and racism being aware of the problem mm-hmm. seeing things for what they really are and yes. really what is happening in your community and educating yourself on on what they what the black community actually represents, OK? Um, a, again, we don't want to believe in stereotypes, even if they can be true sometimes. OK, mm. stereotypes come from a certain yes, place. Yes, they are
1: based on something, of course. But like, yes, but yeah. they
0: are not the majority, never the majority. And I think this is also related to the Palestinians and the Jews at the mm. moment. People who are ignorant don't educate themselves don't see the the situation for what it truly is for example you have so many people siding with the jews and say no this is their land and the and they they don't educate themselves on how did they get this land in the first place (laughs) true (laughs) when where the jews were never always there they they started at a certain point and made it israel it yeah. was never
1: Israel to begin with. Yeah, it's not it's 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 not a matter of Jews living in Palestine since forever or in Egypt or yeah. whatever. It's a matter of when did the Israel government form? Exactly. And that's when the occupation happened. It's yeah. the government not that the, the people who follow a religion. It's not about them, it's about the government. Yeah. And this is exactly what relates
0: as well to the black community. It's again um, not turning a blind eye and not believing in what everybody thinks. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, I think I've made my point. (laughs) Yeah, you have. (laughs) I think I really want to talk about um, the characters, Yeah, as in like Devante for me is uh, the embodiment of the hate you give the still-living embodiment of it. Like, I mean, Khalil died. <laughs> he's the one who, who uh, thinks yeah. can get better for him. Like, yes, He's the one who got out of the rut, you know, mm-hmm. or getting out of it. And I think that presented a sense of a ray of hope in the story, despite, like, uh, people not... Uh, I mean, the the court yeah. not... Um, what's it called? Uh, ev- not evicting. Um, like, the punishing? Not punishing. Like, not be of the court, not like being in favor of Khalil, but in favor of 115. Okay. Is there a term for that? <sighs> yes. I forgot. It's, there is a legal term of. Huh, I can't bring it. Anyway, you get my point. Like, Devante is the ray of sunshine in the story yeah. where like things can get better for the youth or the black community uh if they stand up with each other without like turning to crime mm-hmm. um and i and again like i don't believe it was an easy choice for them
0: yeah definitely yeah yeah
1: uh, like being criminals or like gangs and uh, the thing is
0: that i think in Devonte's case as well that his community turned turned against him so the people he was working with in the drug Mm. area they when he decided to drop out he's like no 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 that's not how it works yes you still owe us or you Mm -hmm. still you belong to us you're it's like so it's this thing as well like where they don't only fight the white they fight they fight themselves yeah they fight themselves which is oh this is so tough it's
1: really (laughs) tough yes why khalil died so there are these opposites of the same situation one got out and the other didn't yes and the one that got out is because of the mavericks and the carlos and the lisas in the community (laughs) um ah maverick and lisa they are another thing like i really love them as like parent
0: parent figures
1: yeah like I love them. This is the I keep saying this was. this is the first time I come across parent characters that are actually like a big part of the story. Like yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, their beliefs, their their personalities, like how for example Lisa breaks down a name if she's really, really angry with them and then like they can't get away with what they they've done. Or like how uh, maverick makes star think and talk and like discuss a, an issue with him uh like he, the way he he makes her break it down so mm-hmm. like she grabs, grasps grasped the issue and um like they are really present in the story and i love that uh so yes what else there are also, we wanted to talk about uh, symbols.
0: Symbols, yes. So we have, of course, um, the first symbol we have, ma- uh, sorry, 115. Uh, we have, uh, why is he called 115 throughout the book? I think this is a pretty obvious one, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we like, like what we found on that yeah. website. Yeah.
0: And it was 115 is a statistic, a part of a violent system, and his name and story do not change the fact that he wrongfully killed khalil so i think as well if we would have given him a name we would have seen him as a person mm. and not as the issue or the problem so yes he is they're basically saying he's one of many yeah okay he's he not the problem although
1: the white cops who killed who wrongfully murdered
0: yes uh yeah
1: black kids yeah. exactly.
0: Which is why I always think that when something like this happens, and when it tips the scale, you know, when somebody is killed, and it turns into a revolution or a protest, I think this person didn't die in vain. And mm-hmm. again, they stand for something more than their death. They are basically in uh, changed into a metaphor. You know, they stand not just for their own
1: death, but the death of Of all black people, the ones before them and the ones that would come. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's sad that it only takes moments like that to raise awareness, Mm -hmm. like somebody has to die in order for people to be sympathetic or to be aware of the issue. And
1: to think about this is very sad, you know. So another symbol was Maverick's Roses. Maverick. Maverick, Maverick? Maverick. Maverick's Roses. (laughs) Um, Which I should say is like, there is another book after The Hate You Give that goes back to Maverick's story. It's called Concrete Rose, yes. Which makes sense that like the author may have chosen roses for Maverick's garden as a reference to Tupac's poem "The Rose That Grew from Concrete," hence <laughs> the title of the second book. Yeah, uh, which is widely interpreted as celebrating success of poor black children who grow up with very few resources. Um, which is seen like uh, in Devante and his children. Like I mean, at the end of the book, uh, when he said that like his roses will survive the move. Mm-hmm um uh, meaning that the values who he put in his children will survive uh even when they're not um in the sight of like what's happening yeah. I mean you know what I mean uh-huh. uh so even though they're not present in the problems of Garden Heights they still have these values of, like standing up for their people and black pride and yeah, like yeah, everything. Yeah. And like at the point in the story the the roses were dying, reflecting star's like dilemma of whether to Yeah. Uh, I mean I like that, or that not. as well. Yeah. And I love that um, also like the Miss Ofra kept telling Star that her voice is her weapon. Uh, fighting, like, so a voice versus the gun of the officer mm-hmm. and a hairbrush. I mean, like, that's, that protest was like, that was said, a hairbrush is not a gun was like, ah oh, an arrow to my heart. Oh my God, it's so sad. <laughs> okay, I guess uh, this is all we have to say. I'm sure there are some things that we didn't say and we'll yeah. remember later and regret. <laughs> But um, this has been an interesting book that is an eye opener to a very current situation that is regrettable. Definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we'll see you next month um, where we review Shadow and Bone. <laughs> <laughs> love adaptations <laughs> clearly <If you laughs> clearly look, look how many out. adapted book we have reviewed thank you for making it till the end of this chapter tune in for shadow and bone by Lee or on between the pages wednesday 28th of july mark the page for chapter 35